Well, hello, and uh, welcome to a first of hopefully uh, many podcasts coming our way over the Benicia Voice. Uh, this will be a involving the community and the community podcasts. Uh, my name is Ruben, and I am going to be the host. Uh, and I am a local Benicia resident. I uh, have lived in Benicia for a good few years now. Um, and this podcast will, the first podcast, will focus on the election side of things. We will elect leaders in our communities that uh, are there to make decisions and uh, on, on behalf of the community. And getting the community involved in that is paramount to having a good community. Uh, a good town and great, you know, like a great community and things like that. So, we have uh, uh, some guests joining us on this podcast, on this podcast, and uh, they will introduce themselves. Like I said, I'm Ruben, and I'm going to be the host for these uh, podcasts coming up in the future. I'd like to start with my first guest to my right. If you'd like to introduce yourself. Sure. I'm Terry Scott. I'm a candidate for Benicia City Council, and it's an honor to be part of the inaugural Benicia um, First Podcast. So thank you very much for inviting me. You're welcome, Terry. And our next guest to the right of Terry. Yeah, I'm Mark Kane, and like you, Ruben, I'm a Benicia resident for many years, and so good to be here and hear about this election um, news that we need to talk about. Definitely true, very true. And even a resident for longer than, definitely longer than I have uh, in the uh, thing. So we're hoping to get some good insight from uh, a long-time resident. Uh, next guest to, to the right. Is, uh, hi, I'm Bart Sullivan. I'm uh, uh, been a resident of Benicia, my wife and I and daughter have been a resident uh, since 1992, so quite a quite a long time, and uh, I'm gonna I'm a pet attorney, and uh, just but I love this community as far as uh, been living here, doing things as far as the performing arts and being involved in the community. So for me, it's really important that we have a really clean election to make sure we get our representatives elected fairly. And with that, I'll pass it back over to you, Ruben. I definitely agree with that. Um, like I said, I'm I'm Reuben and I'm twenty I'm twenty five myself. Uh, so I'm the youngest out of uh, all these things. So I'm still learning um, about this uh, this town and how uh, like companies and things are getting involved. Uh, for example, um, this town is ran well. It's uh, has a big oil refinery in it called Valero. Um, I guess people have heard of heard of that. It's a very big essential refinery. Um, and uh, they do a lot of work with uh, big other companies and stuff. Um, so, and they work a lot with the uh, community and things. So, um, I'm going to pass it to uh, the next one. If there's a, uh, any anything they would like to say about um, how uh, they get involved in elections and things, because I heard they um, often fund. Uh, certain individuals who they you know and empower them by funding them and getting them through to positions of power and uh, a lot of people believe that it is uh, quite a corrupt way of doing it um, I certainly do um, agree in certain respects that uh, it can be quite corrupt if a big corporation uh, decides they want just to benefit want someone in power just so it benefits their 
needs and their profits and things like that. Uh, and that's with any corporation, regardless of what they're doing. Um, so I'd like to hear some other opinions. I'm going to ask Terry his opinion uh, on the right, this first one. What would you think of uh, what do you think of all this that's been going on? Because I'm fairly, like I said, fairly new to it right now. Well, Ruben, thank you for that question. It, it, this is a unique situation where we have one large property, one large customer, or one large residential uh, client of, of sorts. Um, we have an opportunity to understand that Valero is not always wrong. Valero is not always right. Valero is here. And they have made a commitment to our community by saying they are going to be the last refinery standing. So how do you work with a situation where the refinery, which pollutes and throws 4,000 tons of, uh, of toxic emissions into the air every day when the state regulation is a maximum of 15, they're polluting the environment. We know that. So what we need to do is we need to be working with them to help monitor we need to understand how they can be a good corporate citizen. It's, it's not just enough to be a patron of the arts. It's not just enough to be part of helping other community organizations be funded. What we really need from them is an opportunity to say, we are going to partner with you, we are going to collaborate with you, we are going to work with you on how we can better the environment. And unfortunately... Uh, a good neighbor, which is what Benicia says, or what Valero says they are, is doesn't do what they have done. Valero has poisoned part of the air, and we need to have an opportunity to stop them. And they're using their money, uh, on, and it's very legal to bring in the $250,000 and even more that they spend typically in an election. It, 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 is, uh, it is legal, but is it moral? Is it the right thing to do? I don't believe it is. I think there is an opportunity here for us to partner and understand how to make it right. Yeah, I'd definitely, um, I'd have to agree mostly with that as well. Um, because, I mean, I've been reading a lot about the uh, pollution scandals that have been going on with the with Valero. Um, and, uh, I mean, there was, a, I think somebody said, well, I mean, the argument to that is, oh, well, the, the wind blows the particulates away most of the time, but still... Um, if it's you know not the time it's it's not the, that's not the issue it's the fact that it's still uh, you know um, causing pollution and things like that um, I mean I can see that you know at the moment right now because it's, we're still slowly transitioning towards like you know cleaner energy and things like that that refineries are essential um, but if they can operate like I said in a cleaner way uh, that is a, a thing you know a massive in, you know, it has a massive impact on people's futures here, and especially you know, our kids, you know, the future future kids and everything like that, and people growing up here. I'd like to uh, pass it to Mark as well because, like I said, he's been. And how how have you felt uh, about you know Valero being involved in the town and being involved in Benicia itself? How how have you felt about this? Well, I'm pretty green about the election committee that you're talking about, so I don't know too much about that, and. What I hear from other people that we have somewhat of a problem in our backyard, which is Valero and the pollution it puts out. And I know one time I seen it flaring pretty badly out there and got scared along with many folks and what 
what would be happening in the future if things started getting really crazy out there. So, um, as far as the committee is concerned, I, I guess there's a lot of money being tossed around, and my friend Bart over there would know more about that than I. Yeah, so I'll pass. Th thank you, Mark. That was sure. a, that was a good response. Um, so I'll pass you on to uh, Bart, who's very clued up on on these things. Uh, well, thank so you, Ruben. I appreciate that. <clears throat> it's a uh, it's a very interesting interesting problem because. What we have really is a, is a major economic contributor to our community. There's no question about it. Valero offers, I think, at least 25% of our city revenue. It produces a, a quite a number of jobs for people in the community and in the surrounding area. So no doubt that Valero is, is, is integral to what we do, how, how we survive as a community financially. I think one of the issues that people don't understand is it, it's run by a Texas, um, the corporate headquarters in Texas. And so... The Texas uh, thoughts of what they need for their plants to do around the nation and perhaps around the world come right down to the fact that they can they, they want something out of each plant, wherever that plant is. And in Benicia, they want a certain output. They want certain costs. They want certain, I would call it, financial uh, outputs from the particular uh, endeavor. The problem is those people don't live here in Benicia. The people in the refinery do. The workers here perhaps live in the area. But the executives in Texas don't live here. And so they can make decisions on what, what our town, which will eventually affect our town and our people and our health and our community. Um, the problem with the election issue is, is kind of bigger than people think. It's what you have is the ability to, for, for basically a, a funding, somebody who's being funded or funding advertising to get around the election laws essentially. There was a, a case called Citizens United, which everybody may be familiar with that. That's where people, the court, Supreme Court said, look, you know, uh, corporations are basically people and they can spend money however they want for free speech. And what's happened is we have local election laws. And Terry, you probably could tell me the, the campaign limits, but I think it's $640 right. per person, right? Thank you. Like yeah. yeah, Bart, it's $640 per person. And yeah. we're only allowed to raise $34,000. 34000 per candidate. Right. So we're coming up to and fighting the potential of a quarter million, a half a million dollars yeah. worth of spending that will be on behalf of the candidates that they choose. Yes. And there's no way to compete with that, with the amount of uh, postcards, the television ads, the polling. They, they have this unlimited amount of resource to bring candidates to the console yeah. and support candidates for the console that they want. And so it is an uphill battle to raise funding right. to, that is coming even close. All the candidates together will not spend what, what uh, Valero has currently in their budget. And what it sounds like to me is that Valero has sort of an unfair advantage in, it, in a sense that they can bring in a lot of money, a lot of resources, and get, kind of go around the campaign laws simply by having a group that's not associated with them but basically, they, they contribute to this PAC, the PAC, which is called Political Action Committee, can then spend money however they want on a candidate or candidates, right? Because that's what the, the PAC wants to do. I guess in theory, we could all form a PAC and we could all do that. It's, that's possible. But it kind of defeats the purpose of our laws, which are trying to kind of level the playing field for everybody, that we all, we all contribute the same amount. Nobody is going to you know, become basically going to overrun everybody by being able to produce way more ads and yeah. all kinds of resources that way. So, yeah. Ruben, what do you think about it? It would be yeah. like, I mean, the way I'd compare it is if, yeah. say, McDonald's had a massive head office in Benicia, right, and they decided 
they I mean this could be slightly different like don't come from like like they could have a massive head office in Benicia and you know they could have all control over you know what you know how things are voted for and it's just it needs to be a fair playing field and that's I think what a lot of people would want you know it's you know you don't I don't think anyone would want a big corporation deciding your your future you know or the future of the town and the future of the community as especially as well if there's no sort of transparency yeah because I think that's the main thing it's like the community needs transparency and people want transparency yeah and, and Ruben I think you're I don't think people know this but like when you when you can control essentially uh, who you bring on to the city council who's favorable to you that that means that that the city council's ordinances and laws and, and whatever they're producing out of the out of the regulations are in favor of this of this party that's basically uh, supporting their candidacy, and what happens is, for example, here I think I think if I remember right that uh, with the water the water usage is sixty uh, percent. Is that right, um, Terry? Right, it's sixty percent. They use sixty percent of the raw water that comes into wow. the community. Sixty percent. Sixty percent of water, and people are struggling wow. to pay. Uh, like I said, water yeah. bills right now, uh, with especially the rising, like the yeah. rising cost of living, uh, and with the drought, uh, especially right now that California is experiencing, uh, and a lot of the world right now has gone, gone under a drought. It's still, you know, that's not great considering if it's sixty percent. Like I said, if it was more fair, you know, there were, you know, like I said, it needs to be more of a fair. Field. It, well, you know, and Ruben, what I'll, I think I'll do is I'll play a devil's advocate here. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll play the other side. I think it's yeah. fair to be to give yeah. Valero. It's it's fair, and they're not here. Yeah, to no, I agree. Them. Yeah, they're not here to, to defend themselves. But I think the way I would look at it is, hey, you know, we're here and we have to maintain a business. Our corporate office says, look, we want you to produce whatever the profit margin is. We need you to do however you're going to do it. You know, go ahead and you can't break any laws per se, but you know, whatever you can do, do the best you can to make it happen. And uh, if, you, if you don't do that, then we're going to have to get other people in here that will do that for us. Yeah, and, and that's pure, and that's just capital because the yes, Valero, Valero uh, yeah. also works. I mean, they they you know supply a lot of uh, products to uh, Europe and the UK, and they export yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of uh, I think a lot of the stuff is pet coke as well, which can be quite a harmful uh, product. They export a lot of petroleum. Uh, products and things like that and they do it yeah they work a lot with the uk and ireland and asia and all these places as well so and like i said oil refineries right now um because simply it, i mean this is a, a different subject uh, you know sort of green energy but um there's you know a lot of people now are still driving gas-powered cars uh, the sale of those gas of gas-powered cars is being banned in 2035 i have mixed opinions on how um that could go um, depending yeah. on anything and like I said um, a lot of people will still be driving cars especially uh, like I said this, the the rail infrastructure so, is so, discussion. so so Ruben so let me let me ask a question and, um, so what you're saying is basically according to what you read that we're going to be basically uh, going non non uh, fuel related cars non petroleum related cars in in the next uh, what 12 years. Years, 12 years yeah that is the I mean, so, that is the plan that is that sort of plan oh. but like i said um at the moment i don't think like i said it's going to be going the refinery is going to go anywhere sort of soon yeah. because at the moment everyone is still relying on uh, gas-powered cars especially you know if you have to if you're a person yeah. who 
you have to get to work by car. I mean, like like I said, for, for me, it's slightly different. I'm visually impaired. I use transport and public transport a lot. and But, I, you know, also that does come from refineries. There's a lot of diesel-powered transport right now that's still out there. So, um, like I said, I can't, you know, I... I yet agree they need to everything does need to be fair and they need to be playing it right but like I said as devil's advocate you have to sometimes play it that way they you know we a lot of people are relying I guess on it and I've, I've heard I guess the, the Valero Indonesia supplies a lot of you know it, it works a lot with a lot of California well I think it's important to think just what you, what you were saying there Ruben we need to focus the lens on the Benicia election. Yeah. Why are and why is Valero so interested in having candidates that they support on the city council? So as we, we try to take that, that wider focus, um, we have to look at and say, we're going to be negotiating water rates with Valero. We're going to be talking about infrastructure coming from Cordelia. Our main pipeline comes down from Cordelia into Benicia. That's a $140 million project. They should be paying, since they are using 60% of the water, why are they not paying 60% of the infrastructure? Every year, they get a tax assessment bill. And every year, they challenge the tax assessment. So while they say they want to be good partners, they all come back and say, well, wait a minute, we want to pay less. But what they end up doing is, is paying the community, going to the community and saying, we want to do this. So, and we're not going to pay this much. So we, you can't have it both ways. You can't be wanting to pay only a million dollars for water and a minimum for the infrastructure when the city needs to improve its, its infrastructure. And 60% of that is being used to supply you with water. If you have no water, you cannot operate. So, Terry, what you're saying is we just want you to be fair. Pay your fair share. It is a fair like, share. Like all of us do here in town, we all pay our fair share for the, for the infrastructure, water rates, whatever. We're just asking them to pay their fair share. Correct. Now, do you think that their the corporate office though is having would have trouble with that, or are they would, would they? The corporate office is in San Antonio, right? And they? so the corporate office doesn't really know what's really happening here. They get their monthly reports or they get their quarterly okay. reports, but at the end of the day, the decisions to spend the two hundred and thirty thousand, two hundred forty thousand that they've already invested in an account working families yeah. for a better Benicia came from San Antonio. And who is going to make the decision on who spends it? It's going to be San Antonio. It sounds like that's been, it's been a number of years now they've been doing the, the, the last election. Last and, I, and I think that's because, uh, I, I, I get it, because the corporate office is saying, hey, look, look, guys, you got to do whatever you can do. And that's one spent, that's one like marketing advertising campaign they can spend on mm -hmm. to, to keep them themselves. Let Go me ahead. ask you this, Barbara and mm -hmm. Terry. Where does the figure 60% factor in? Um, that factor, that's the amount of actual water that they actually use, the raw water that we get from uh, our water resource, from our water sources in mm -hmm. town. So the water meter that comes in, comes into the city, and there's a Y, and half of it, 60% goes over to Valero, and the remaining goes over to the, the water treatment plant. So we know that it's 60%, and the rest of us residents, the 28,000 people that live in the community, are paying the remainder. So is that fair? No, definitely. I mean, I definitely uh, think it isn't fair, considering no. how much uh, 
I guess people are paying. I, I, um, I guess the uh, cost of water now has gone up with uh, obviously the drought and also inflation. I guess the, I guess water prices have gone up um, monthly. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. So they, they this is the thing. Um, they like I said, and it, like you just said, like every business. I mean, like I said, all businesses have to. You know, they pay their fair share of taxes and everything like that. So it's only fair that the you know the big boy at the top does, um, which in Benicia is is a is a, is Valero. So I'm so Ruben, I'm I'm kind of feeling like um, in a sense because Valero is just one plant of, of many plants that the corporate office can, kind of works with, that we're sort of on the marketing budget of the corporate office in a district. I guess they may be doing similar things in different areas, right? I, would you? Yeah, in different areas. I have not, like I said, I don't know where all of their yeah. uh, plants are. But, um, we can speculate that they might be doing something mm-hmm. similar to, depending on which area they're in, whether it's Texas or different you know, different, uh, different parts of the country. Yeah, so I, I expect, yeah, they're, they're doing that. And like I said, I don't know the full uh, amount that they give to, um, I don't know what else they sort of fund in the community. Um, I know they do fund parts of the city i mean I, I know it over the over the years that valero's done a lot for the community i mean they do they do give some money to the community they do they do sponsor different yeah. donations and sponsorships and so i mean truly it's uh it's it's what we're really asking i think for the, to, and the citizens to think about is hey just just follow the rules you know don't use the pack money put that pack money use it on advertising you know either somewhere else or yeah. or a matter of fact instead of using it for that why don't you just put the money into the community so right. what you're saying, Bart, is follow the rules and be more transparent. Yes, yeah, instead, transparent. instead of being secret, secret behind the scenes about it, because nobody knows that working families, it sounds like a front, uh, you know, for, a, right? It sounds like a front. You have to go look it up to see that, that yeah. they're the contributor. And, and transparency, um, you'll, if you give the community transparency, yeah. you'll get a lot, it's, you'll get a lot of respect. And if you're, you know, honest, and this is the thing, it's, uh, if you're honest and transparent about things, um, a lot of people, you know, it it does, you know, it. Yeah. It, I think it's it's just good for the community because. And, I mean, and, and I'm I'm wondering something about the elections. I'm I'm still wondering why the can. I, I know there's a law that says, hey, look, um, there's First Amendment right. You can you can say what you want essentially as long as you don't speech. you know as long as you don't hurt people. You can say what you want, and I can see people ab- advocating for whatever candidate they want. They can just advocate. What I don't quite understand, though, is why the candidates that say they don't want uh, this PAC money being used in their name and their their faces on the on the on the websites or whatever, why don't they just tell them to not do that, stop doing that? I mean, I know there's a there's a law that they could use this under for political campaign purposes, but still, you know, you can go back to the to the source and say, look, you don't have to don't put my name on there. I don't want to even have it associated with it. Take it off. And I still don't understand that. So, Terry, do you have any clue why, why people do that or what happens there? Well, I think that, that uh, in the last election, that was really a big issue because okay. uh, there was a lot of denial of whether the, there was discussion between Valero and, yeah. and one of the candidates. Um, the, the issue is that it's hard to stop a company in San Antonio who wants to bring a person yeah. into the console. and get them off target. Now, one of the things, though, I think that we have to remember about Valero is that every one of us uses petroleum products every day. That's right. We also have to understand that they are one of the largest asphalt facilities in California. No idea. So they, they supply asphalt. So as an example of fair share and partnership, 
why isn't the city collaborating with Valero? And why can't we get 50% or 30% or a discount off of of the asphalt costs? Why can't we partner with, with Valeo and get their equipment? We have a joint package. So we get the asphalt at a reduced price because they're in our background, our, our back neighbor, our backyard. We then work with Vallejo, which is right over here. We get their guys, and we can hotbed the machines, and we can get our roads repaired, and we can help That's to get our roads idea. repaired. But we idea. also have to remember that in every, if you look around, from your phone to the microphones that we're using to the TVs that we're looking at, Everything contains petroleum. So the issue is, how do you control it? How do you make it transparent? How do you keep them in a community like Benicia, allowing the voters of Benicia to make the choice? Let us make the choice. Let's not put it into the hands of Citizens United ability to donate, you know, any amount Huge amounts. They should be under the same circumstances yeah. as us. If they, I think one, one thing that would be very fair is let's say Valero wants to come into the election and they want to, to campaign. They should have $34,000. So fantastic. They yeah. have 34. I have 34. The other residents have 30. Uh, the other uh, candidates have 34,000. So at least it levels the playing field. Because yeah, it sounds like with, with this extra money, that the candidates that are being benefited by it have a plausible deniability. They can say, I don't want it, but it doesn't matter because it, it's going out anyway. And they, they can't control that because according to the election laws, they're not able to talk with these PACs, right? They, right. The PAC can do what they want. So, I mean, that, according to the First Amendment, they can do what they want. That's really a problem because they can claim, I don't want it. However, they're getting the benefit of it. So those two things seem very contrary. It is, and just to take it one further step as a candidate, yes, it, you have to look at, especially if you're a candidate that is being supported by Valero, you don't have to work as hard for your funding compared to someone like me who is out there having to work hard at fundraising because they know they're going to get. How many flyers came into your, your mailbox in yeah. 2020? Every one of them is name recognition, name recognition, name recognition, every single time. And whether it really amounts to 50%, 100%, how many votes did it affect? And so they have that extra budget that they don't have to worry about going out and collecting. So it sounds like, it sounds like we're just asking Valero to, to back off, right? Just maybe back off and be fair. We're not asking you to change your business practices or whatever. We're just saying, look... Work with us as a community. Be part of our... Right, Ruben? What do you think? Exactly. Ruben? I completely agree. Is be part of the community. Um, and, and like I said, you know, it's yeah. it's just, you know, fair. having a fair playing field. And it's what we've always uh, said, you know, work it. And, you know, we can all... If we all work together as a team and a community and then we can innovate uh, new things as well. It's just, you know, that, that's what I completely agree with. And that goes for any corporation, any big corporation, you know is uh, doing it in fair, you know, having fair practices because, you know, everyone is in the same in the same boat and in the same fair playing field. So um, so that's how we go, you know. So has anyone got any further final thoughts? 
on this one? Um, um, well, I'll throw one in. I think I think it's, we've come come away with the, maybe the thoughts that Valeros is integral to our community. So they have to be. It's, it's good if they're a good neighbor. If they're not a good neighbor, if they're doing things like this that seem sort of seem like behind the scenes and they're trying to control things, that seems a little fishy. And like, why are they doing that? And, and are we really a partner then? Right. And I agree with you, Bart. And I think that we have to understand that Valero's not going anywhere. So how do we best work with them to get the best kind of relationship, to get the best kind of monitoring, to make fair share of the infrastructure costs and the water costs, and make them a partner with us? For so many years, it was an icy relationship. Now under Mayor Young, he's really thawed that out. We need to continue that, the talks. And sorry, sorry to interrupt again, but when you said about the roads as well, about the, how they build asphalt, uh, the, the biggest asphalt uh, uh, manufacturer, in one of the biggest in California, uh, one of the biggest complaints that I actually see, this is digressing a bit, um, is the road surfaces. Some of the road surfaces in Venetia, uh, a lot of people, um, I'm sure you get this all the time, a lot of really complaining about it. Um, another day, another and podcast. And exactly. So. Right up to our 30 minutes. But yeah, um, but, any, but like I said, final thoughts, uh, final thoughts, Mark? Yeah, well. Let's close us out. Um, getting the playing field is and guidelines is a matter of trust and if you can get them on board or any corporation on board to be trustful I think that's the name of the game but how you do that I'm not sure and is, is it politics as usual or something other than and, that and Mark maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll say one thought about this it's about balance balance so what we want is we want Valero to have enough at the playing field to be fair to all of us they want to be able to be come to the table we do want that we want to have we want to have the count be the council be a little bit of a balance against Valero's interest and we want Valero to be able to kind of work with the council so they, they, they meet in the middle versus, versus on one side or the other mm -hmm. if we have a good diverse council that can really come in and give and, and work like that versus being people that are paid for basically by Valero then we have a better chance of striking better belts economically and also for uh, clean air and clean water. And the letter will still make money. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you, Bart. Uh, thank you, and thank you for listening, people. Uh, I will be back with another podcast uh, next week. Um, look forward to speaking to you guys soon, and thank you. Thank you for listening to the Benicia Voice. Take care. <laughs>